The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, we want to turn our attention back uh, to the Republic of Ireland team and their achievement of reaching the uh, World Cup uh, last night after beating Scotland 1-0 in Hampden Park. Of course, a lot of the talk today is of the video that emerged of the team celebrating in the dressing room, chanting, ooh-ah, up the ra, amongst other things. We spoke to Colin Parry a little bit earlier. Colin's son, Tim, was killed in the Warrington bombings in 1993. Take a little listen to what he had to say with the peace process being as mature and as hopefully as stable as it now is, that such chants are inflammatory. And the risk is that although many people will write it off as idiotic, it, it can give cause to people from a similarly radical perspective who perhaps support the other side to in some way uh, respond. And then the temperature goes up. And before you know it, things can go off in directions you never thought that they would. So it's irresponsible, foolish, um, and it's infantile, is my is my opinion. Yeah, that was Colin speaking to me a little bit uh, earlier. You can listen back to what he said. It's up on the app, uh, the full interview. Um, Colin is eminently sensible every time uh, I speak to him uh, that he's lucky enough, I'm lucky enough, he's lucky enough, that I'm lucky enough uh, to speak to, to Colin. And for what it's worth, if you miss the full interview, like he acknowledged that very few of those girls were singing that song, thinking about Warrington or Enniskillen or Kingsmill or anything like that. But the fact is that there are Colin Parrys out there. There are the bereaved families who hear those songs and that is what they think of. And those are the reasons that he called it idiotic and infantile and irresponsible and naive and all of those other things. Well, listen, with me in studio is Kieran Cannon, Finnegale TD for Galway East and Kieran Cunningham as well as on the line, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. Uh, you're both very welcome uh, to the show. Uh, Kieran Cunningham, if I can start with you, I mean, you've been in and about Irish teams covering them for... A long time. How surprised were you, or rather, how surprising is it to hear uh, a Republic of Ireland team or people around Republic of Ireland teams singing songs like this? Um, I don't know if I talk of surprise, Kieran, but um, I think often your first reaction is your most honest reaction. And when I saw the video this morning, I just thought, oh no. But I think that can be a generational thing as well. Like, uh, like I was 27 when the IRA ceasefire came in, so I, I have a good memory of the troubles, you know, which which are the good memory of the troubles are bad memories, obviously. And, you know, the interview with Colin Perry there, you know, was riveting. And he's, he is a great spokesperson for the for the victims. And his son, Tim, was one of 186 children that were killed during the troubles. And I think a lot of younger people don't realise the reality of it and are, are a bit loose in their language around it and in the significance of a, singing a song like that. Like that song, I've heard it at various events. I've heard it at boxing, I've heard it in bars, etc. But it's generally younger people I've heard singing it. Like people who are older, who remember the reality of the troubles, don't get as involved. But if you look around the art and soccer team, there have been issues like this before, it has to be said. You know, uh, John Delaney, when he was chief executive, he was in hot water over a video of him singing the song about John McDonnell, an IRA hunger striker. Uh, there was uh, old Instagram posts uh, that was resurrected after Declan Rice transferred over to England, where he was posting up the RAM messages. And even going back to the Jack Charlton time, Jack Charlton wrote about this himself in his autobiography, that his favourite Irish song, they used to play rebel songs on the bus, and his favourite song was Sean South. So, you know, there is this thing with... Irish people, historically, they often would sing songs like these. 
But if you want to move forward and if you want to embrace a new Ireland and if you want to be an inclusive country, you have to move on. And the most impressive person involved in all of this has been Vera Powell, the Ireland manager, who struck the right note and said exactly the right things today. Yeah, and, and it should be said, I mean, they were very quick this morning to apologise and she was very quick to apologise and uh, people are texting in uh, as well as you'd imagine they have been right throughout the afternoon and maybe I should have said it I said it earlier in the context of this conversation I should have said it as well I don't think the team has tarnished their reputation I think they forged that on the field I think what they've done is they've ruined their celebrations to a degree because this is what we're talking about I mean I I, I don't know what you think Kieran. is it your sense that like we will move on people won't be talking about Ooh, up the ra chance in the context of the World Cup when it happens. No, no, no. I, I think no. I think it will. Uh, that people will move on quickly. But Vera Paul was honest because, <clears throat> excuse me, when she was interviewed earlier, she was given an out a couple of times. Like she was asked, you know, about you know, say the sanctity of the dressing room. She could have talked about how this was breached and that was sad, a sad thing, or you know, about videos being leaked on social media, or she could have talked about. Uh, you know, she was asked, does it take the shine off her, their success? But she didn't. She said it did take the shine off the success. But I think that in, that's in a, a temporary thing. It mm. means today. But what she said is the very first meeting she ever had with the players, she talked with respect. And she said there was respect for everyone. It was respect for opponents, for teammates, for the referee. And she said, uh, even if this had happened in the private room and there was no video, it would still have been wrong. And that's a really strong statement to make. And she said, I love that. This line is a great line. Your freedom ends where you go into the freedom of somebody else. That, other, that people are defending this and say it's no big deal. And, you know, it's a song that's sung often and it's, uh, you know, it's a song that's sung by Celtic fans and it's a well-toned song and there's nothing to do with IRA really. The fact is, it does offend a lot of people. And you can't you can't get away from that. So because of that reason, it should not be sung as a song of celebration by a national team. I, I mentioned Kieran Cannon, the Finnegan TD from Galway East, who's with me as well. Kieran, was that your initial sense when you saw the video as well? Just a, a bit of deflation. You thought, oh, what have no, they com- done? Completely so. Um, I mean, it was superb event last night. United the nation, you know, almost cathartic in terms of coming out of a horrendous pandemic. And then the recent horror um, increased love visited upon so many families up there. And this was a nation celebrating, you know, something really positive. Uh, a, a, a group of superb sportswomen uh, doing as proud uh, on a national stage. And I genuinely, I, I genuinely thought when I saw the video first, it was fake. I said there was no way that these young women... I think a lot of people wanted it to be fake. They did. As well, they did. And, and a lot of people were arguing quite vehemently early this morning that it was fake. But, you know, listening to Colin Perry, I mean... You, the next generation of our young people, those very girls who are quite rightly role models for thousands of young sportswomen around this country right now, my son's generation, they are going to be the people who build a strong, united, peaceful, empathetic Ireland. That's that's their responsibility. And I think we've let that generation down to a certain extent. And that's what I tweeted this morning. I said, our education system has let down a generation of young people if they believe that having you know, being on that global stage and minutes later they're in a dressing room uh, singing a song that celebrates terrorism. That's the fact of the matter, you know. So I just think we need to step back somewhat. Um, and the, the, the apologies have been very, very sincere, very thoughtful. Vera Powell has been superb. Uh, she said, we hurt people, we deeply offended people. And, we, and indeed, the, the other players who appeared in me, me today were equally superb. So we need to step back and acknowledge that 
you and I, Kieran, to a certain extent, have a far greater understanding. I, I grew up in the, in the middle of the Troubles and every time I opened the, the newspaper, turned on the radio or the TV to hear of places, you know, of Warrington, of Enniskillen, I thought these are people supposedly doing this in my name and I felt nothing but absolute shame, yeah. every, sh- complete shame, right? So here we are, um, you know, almost a quarter of a century after the Good Friday Agreement and we're still singing these songs. That's a failure on our part as a country to educate our young people about the past so that they can be completely empowered to create a better future. And it, we're letting them down in that. And that's the argument I was making today. Yeah, because it's interesting what Kieran Cunningham was saying that about the generational difference. Like, I, it, if the players were thinking of Warrington or Enniskillen or anything like that they when they were saying I mean that we would have a very profound problem on our hands but look I think we're all in agreement and even Colin Parry was in agreement they absolutely weren't seeing it so there is a generational thing whereby it is acceptable for younger people whereby it's acceptable for younger people maybe to sing these songs or they don't think of it in the context that we think of it so I mean how do we then go about shifting that culture amongst that generation so that they do realise like is it simply are we talking about what, just teaching them about the realities of the Troubles? We are to a certain extent and, and I think I mean that's already included in our history curriculum at post-primary level. I think there needs to be far more emphasis on the terrorist uh, activities that took place on both sides of the Troubles and they were horrendous um, and they weren't, those people that were involved were not acting in the name of either either community I would argue in, in Northern Ireland. Um, and we need to call out this. Every time we see in popular culture a celebration of this um, romantic, romanticising or sanitization of what went on during the Troubles, I think it needs to be called out by people in the media, by people in politics and, and anybody who is ambitious for Ireland and ambitious for, for Ireland's young people because these, as I say, were superb role models. Um, sport has a huge ability to unite people. Uh, and and I think this morning and perhaps this afternoon, those young women are now reflecting on the fact that they occupy a very powerful role in how they shape the minds mm-hmm. of a generation for a future. And I think they'll, they'll think long and hard before they, they go down that route again. Um, and I, I just think it's important that Every time that something of this nature occurs, that the memory of those who suffered at the hands of terrorists is tarnished uh, or dishonoured, we need to call it out. And yeah. ultimately, maybe the message will get will, will get across. But there is a creeping, I, I see it, I hear it on, on social media, a creeping kind of um, journey back to that time happening in that generation. And I'm concerned about it, as are many others. Uh, Kieran Cunningham, I, I wonder to some degree, is that... Um, that, that that ignorance or naivety be at the reality of the troubles amongst younger people is it a consequence of of a collective amnesia that actually can in other ways be a positive thing you know i'm thinking about you know yeah. in the north um, and where you've got these two communities at odds and there's an expectation or a hope for them to start you know working together and rowing in the same direction for a single goal um you know for the good of their gen- next generation and the younger people in the six counties. Yeah. That, like there, there can be a benefit to a collective amnesia, but then I guess there's a consequence to it too. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that's, that's, that's a complex issue and is a very interesting one to get into. But um, I think I think it was Tom Wolfe, the American journalist, uh, you know, who was to the fore in the new journalism in the 1960s. But I think it was Tom Wolfe who came up with the term radical chic. And radical chic now applies to, I think, the younger generation look back on the IRA in that way, in that, say, other people used to look back at Che Guevara or Fidel Castro or even uh, the likes of the Bader Meinhof gang used to be sentimentalised and stuff. But when you dig into the reality of it, 
there's a lot of ugliness in all those things. And, you know, it is important for to be for education, but I don't think it was a lack of education around the Troubles or around Irish history that led to that singing last night. It was just a lack of thinking. People weren't thinking what was happening. The fact that it was filmed and somebody put it, one of the players put it on social media shows they weren't thinking, shows they'd never expected that this would be a big deal. And I think they would be shocked. Uh, you know, they would be shocked into a new awareness by the reaction. You know, and, and you know, people have got into the whataboutery, you know, bringing up other events and you know, the, the, the to and fro that you've seen on social media all day. You know, that's not good. And it's not very uh, promising, given there's probably going to be a debate about a united Ireland coming down the tracks, that it has been so divisive today, mm. the debate around the singing of this song. So you have to take people with you and sing a song like that will bring nobody with you. Yeah, Kieran Cannon, that 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 is a very fair point, isn't it? I mean, I I remarked earlier that people will move on and will forget about this, and actually, maybe I was the one being a bit naive. This will be brought up again in the context of those conversations about a United Ireland people, you know, who 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 do not want to see it, who think we're not ready for it. They'll have a long list of examples of why we as a society are not ready, and they've added another they have. Uh, incident to that list today. They have, and with justification, I would argue. Uh, you know, if if you are um, a member of the unionist community or even the growing neutral community within Northern Ireland who are essentially on the fence right now as to whether United Ireland is a good thing or a bad thing, listening to that this morning would give you serious food for thought in, in that. Do you believe that um, the people who are seeking to create a united, um, peaceful Ireland uh, are genuine in, in in their in their approach? Uh, or is there something lurking far beneath that people need to be concerned about? I mean, you know, we're, we're still healing the wounds of 25, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And every now and again, we just pick away at the scab. And I think a significant amount of damage was done to that uh, last night, this morning. I really do. And, um, you know, growing up, my generation, the songs we listened to with a great degree of pride were songs like The Island from Paul Brady or indeed in the aftermath of, of that horrible atrocity in Warrington, the zombie from, from Dolores Reardon. Um, you know, they were the songs we were proud of, the songs we were proud to sing because they yearned for a better Ireland. And I think that's those that are the kind of songs that our young people need to be singing, uh, um, reflective of where we all want to be. Uh, in, in, in years to come on a peaceful, wholly united Ireland that respects all traditions. All right. Well, listen, thank you both very much for coming into studio. I said I, I said it there uh, during the conversation. I'll say it again. I, I don't think I don't think any of us think they've tarnished their reputation and they forged that on the field. And it was a fantastic achievement. And they're led by a fantastic manager as well. And Kieran and Kieran were both right. She spoke so well today uh, in her apology. And that is Vera Pau as well. But thank you to Kieran Cannon, Fine Gael TD for Galway East and Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. Uh, don't go anywhere. 53106, I should say the number if you want to get in touch. But after the break. Jess Kelly has details on this new digital stamp that Unpost are issuing. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.